Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome into Brewcast for Amazing Brew on the SB Nation Podcast Network. Luke Yardy and Scotty White here with you recording on Monday night, April 4th, as we head into Tuesday, April 5th. Coming off a big weekend where, oh, we had a little spring football action, televised, actually felt uh, almost like a game. So we, we got a lot of takeaways from that game on Saturday. Scotty White, how's it going here tonight, my man? Pretty good, man. It was uh, it was nice to see some football uh, this past weekend. Felt good to be back in the big house. It really did, man. It had it had the game day feel. It felt like a fall day, um, especially with the the weather. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. There's some there were some cool things that happened. Oh God, the weather, man! It has been something here in the state of Michigan, hasn't it? Oh yeah, oh yeah, dude. This morning in Ann Arbor, I saw literally the biggest snowflakes I have ever seen in my life coming down. It was insane. <laughs> Happy April in the Midwest, especially in the state of Michigan, man. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, like you mentioned, uh, it, it did feel like a fall day, you know, at least up here as well. Obviously, I'm not in Ann Arbor, but it's kind of felt like fall more so than spring as of lakes. I feel like I haven't seen the sun uh, in about a week or two now. But, uh, I mean, it, it was good to be able to, to watch that game and see these guys compete in, in this Feels I remember, you know, some spring games and watch spring games. They felt more like kind of practices, right? This actually felt like a game, Scotty. I I was kind of I was enjoying this. Yeah, dude, it was very much like a game, like game speed. Um, I mean, obviously there were points where um, one team had two possessions in a row, but other than that, like it looked, felt, fans were engaged, like it felt like a game. 
Yeah, and I, I think it should be like that because that's what it is, the spring game. But, you know, you've seen it in the past where they'll, like, just move the football and they'll stop plays and they'll be coaching. This was, yeah. I think, Coach Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, um, d- decided he, he wanted that, that game feel. And, and he let two guys, uh, his assistants, coach, you know, uh, one of the teams each. And he was just kind of, he felt kind of hands-off in this whole ordeal, which I, I thought was pretty cool as well. And they just, you know, ran the 12-minute quarters for the first three, uh, extended a little bit in the fourth. And uh, playing for something on the line, the steaks and the hot dogs, I thought that was a cool little bit as well, you know. So, I, I mean, everything's a competition you know, for Michigan football. And uh, I loved to see the guys compete out there and, and seeing these guys fired up for this game too. Uh, that was a little extra something as well because they didn't feel like it was a practice or a scrimmage. They were out there competing their tails off and, and, and that contributed to the game-like feel. Dude, yeah. I mean, and that's what you love to see too, you know, like that gets me excited for the season knowing these guys just when they're going up against their own teammates, like, you can tell it's a competitive group, um, but also, and it was funny too. I mean, dude, their celebrations were awesome. They had the cake Sam one, yeah. the limbo, um, <laughs> and then the interview. Devin Gardner was interviewing uh, Ronnie Bell, and he just takes off after the Clemens touchdown. That was hilarious. Um, it was it was great, and Harbaugh was cracking me up too, dude. I mean, like he gave like he gave a flag at one point for excessive celebration. Like he's going and having replay reviews during the spring game. In the fourth quarter, he even said, like, pass interferences and stuff like that can be, like, video reviewed. Like, he just cracks me up, man. That was uh, having the video review down there, and it literally came into play um, when, <laughs> when Cornelius Johnson picked up the fumble and they went to review yep. and found out that the player was down. That actually really hurt the Mays team because that would have been a big touchdown given the final score was blue 20 and Mays 12. And uh, Mays was driving at the end there and with something on the line playing for stakes and hot dogs, it was actually a big thing for, for those kids to have that replay review. Yeah, dude, that was a huge play. And, man, I don't know about you. I'm not a big hot dog guy. So <laughs> I would re- I'd really be pushing for that steak dinner, man. <laughs> I That's what it felt like. I like that something was on the line, you know, instead because – that really, there is a little extra incentive and it breeds competition and it kind of breeds the mentality that no matter what, no matter who you're playing or what the circumstances are, and, you know, I might be thinking a little too deep into this, but given the, you know, what Michigan's schedule looks like in the first month, there could be times where, you know, Michigan shows up simply expecting to win because, you know, they're going to be playing inferior opponents those first four weeks. So I think doing something like that, even in the spring game, really adds to that mentality that no matter what, no matter who, no matter where, you come in and you bring your A game. Yeah, definitely, dude. And and I think it's great, too, because, I mean, I don't know where else you're going to see a more interesting spring game than that. I mean, you've got these celebrations. You've got, you've got something on the line. You've got Colin Kaepernick doing a throwing um, exercise during halftime. I mean, honestly, like Michigan brought out all of the stops for their spring game this year. And dude, I, I had a ton of fun there watching it, covering the game. Like it was it was great. I was actually the first spring game that I've been to. Um, and it was it was a ton of fun. What was the atmosphere like in the big house? It was it was good. I mean, I would say probably 20 percent filled up. Um, but I mean, the fans, they were getting into it. Um, I even when, when I was walking from my house to the stadium, there were some people out tailgating for the game. 
Um, so it was a pretty good atmosphere. I liked it. Yeah, I heard there or the broadcast said it was about twenty thousand people there, which I mean it's pretty good for for a spring game. Yeah. You know, yeah, especially is... well, especially given the weather. Yeah, dude, the weather the weather was was not great. It's it was pretty cold, and still to get twenty thousand out for the spring game and that um, that was that was good. And yeah, I don't know, I don't know when like Michigan State or Ohio State have their spring game, but it's a shame because I saw it's supposed to be like. 65 degrees and sunny in like a week or so so that would have been a little bit better but it is what it is that would have really turned it into a party man you imagine the tailgaters for that oh yeah would have brought would have had everybody out there (laughs) so all right let's talk about some takeaways from the spring game as we mentioned 20 to 12 final the blue uh take down the maze it was a little interesting you know going in we knew we weren't going to see jj mccarthy unfortunately i mean that was going to be a pretty big stage because i'm guessing cade would have been quarterback in one group jj quarterback in the other group which would have been really cool to see instead they had cade a uh, couple possessions for each team, kind of like the all-time quarterback role, uh, role I should say. And, I, I mean, at the end of the day, look, we, we got enough on Cade uh, from last year. I, I don't really have any takeaways from Cade McNamara in this game. It, it was meh, kind of. He took a couple deep shots yeah. to open to open the spring game, but then after the first couple of deep throws that he took, it, it, he kind of went into check-down mode, which I, I would have liked to see him take a couple of more chances, but he's also... I don't know. It's probably a tough decision or, or, or tough situation for him as well because he's playing both sides. Like he doesn't have the the dinner thing on the line, right? Like he he's part of the winning team no matter what here. So I'm sure he didn't want to you know jeopardize someone else when he's not like fully engaged with that team, you know. So, uh, but but I would have liked to see him take a couple of couple more chances instead of checking down on, on on third and long and things like that. But other than that, I mean, I. Obviously, I'm not going to take anything uh, away from this game regarding Cade. Yeah, I mean, he definitely, I mean, I think he was three for seven for 16 yards. I mean, it's the spring game. I personally am not one to overreact, but I've seen a lot of people on Twitter doing that. Um, oh, I'm shocked, <laughs> Scotty. I'm shocked. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. He said, in, he said in the post game that he told himself if he didn't get two touchdowns, he was going to be eaten. He said, he said glizzies. So um, that's what, that's what he ended up having after the game because he did not have two touchdowns. Um, but yeah, dude, I, I was going into this off season. I was like, I had my eye on the spring game. Cause I was like, Oh man, like this fan base is going to be going crazy. Seeing a one JJ McCarthy led team against the Kate McNamara led team. Um, but yeah, I mean, dude, we saw him last year. Cade, he does that, you know, he doesn't, he's not that big of a risk taker which I think limits him a little, but I mean, it also helped. I mean, last year, like Michigan really didn't need a risk taking quarterback, Mm -hmm. like with the run game that they had and, and Cade took care of the ball and that's really what they needed from him. Like he did his job. Um, And I think that, I think that maybe Michigan might not even need that this year with the running back room that they have, but that's the difference in my eyes between, between him and JJ. I mean, you could see, and for example, in the Michigan State game last year, JJ had an easy check down to the tight end on his touchdown pass, and he took the risk. He went up to Andrell, and Andrell made a play. Um, I feel like if Cade were in the game at that point, he probably wouldn't have taken that throw to the end zone. Um, but yeah, I mean, Cade, Cade does that. He takes good care of the ball. 
um, I mean, they're, they're both really good quarterbacks, and I'm excited to see the competition build up when J.J. gets back. Yeah, that is going to be a whole lot of fun. I, I do wish we could see J.J. He was out there holding a little bit, but, yeah. I mean, just hope that shoulder's going to be good because that is going to be a heck of a battle in fall camp. You know, I don't I don't really think it hurts him that much yeah, missing a ton of time here in the spring because, I mean, he's just he's that talented, and he's going to have every opportunity to win that starting job at the fall. Yeah, dude. I mean, his arm talent is ridiculous. And dude, I really like, I don't understand the, the whole Cade versus JJ Twitter thing. Like, I just, I don't like it because it almost seems like people are rooting for one quarterback to like be bad. And I just don't right. understand it. It, it. it is weird. Um, it, it's weird behavior for sure. It's weird energy. Uh, I don't like it either. Uh, may the best man win. Whoever, right. whoever the coach is, look, I, I got full confident confidence in Jim Harbaugh, Matt Weiss, and Sharon Moore to go with the guy that's going to give the team the best chance to win, you know, and that's what it's all about because as we, you know, start looking at this team, there's a ton of talent, particularly on the offensive side of the football. What's the best way that they can utilize that talent? Is it going to be with a guy like J.J. McCarthy that, I mean, let's be honest, he's got way more arm talent than Cade McNamara, but Cade is a Big Ten championship winning quarterback. He didn't turn the ball over last year. I mean, the multiple multiple ways you could go with this. Whichever guy is going to give Michigan the best chance to win, that's who the coaching staff is going to go with. I don't think they're going to play favorites here, and I fully trust them. You know more so than the limited stuff that we get to see. Right. I, I I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to trust the coaches more than more than the people that I am reading tweets from on Twitter. Um, I mean. Yeah, dude, like we're way past the level of competition where we're playing favorites and playing a guy because they've been there longer or anything like that's this is about winning. The coaches know that. And dude, like those two are going to like they're both good quarterbacks. They're going to compete and make each other better. No matter what the option is, like they're both good quarterbacks. So, it's going to it's going to be fine no matter what. Uh speaking of uh impressive arm talent, man, Davis Warren, 2018 yep. walk-on. This kid's got a cannon, man. Dude, he can sling it. He was throwing the deep ball. He was throwing into some tight windows. He was honestly like, I mean, I didn't, I'd heard his name, but I'd never seen him play, obviously. And he was probably the player that impressed me the most just because, you know, I just had no idea he had that in him. Oh, yeah, no, no question about it. I mean, this is a guy who just came onto the scene. I know he's been through some struggles since walking on in 2018 and to, to get here and make some of the throws that, that he was able to. The one down the sideline at Donovan Edwards was absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. He was out there moving in the pocket, throwing on the move. I mean, th this kid's got some talent, man. I don't know if there's really a path for him to quarterback uh, at the University of Michigan without uh, a major injury with Cade and J.J. Uh, in front of him. But he's got some some serious talent, man. And I saw someone mention this on Twitter. And I'm not trying to kick the guy off the team or anything like that. Obviously, he'd love to have him in the quarterback room because he's got talent. But I think he could be a starting Power 5 quarterback somewhere, given what we, we saw in the spring game. Obviously, that sounds ridiculous, right? Like, oh, my God, you just saw him in the spring game. But, I, I mean, the, the arm talent that he's got, the reads that he was making, I do think that he could start somewhere. Yeah, I mean, dude, it was just the spring game, but, I mean, he was still making some really impressive throws. He had a couple really nice deep balls. Um, but I mean, it was just, he's got some zip on it too. That was what really impressed me. Like he was, he was zipping it in there. And, and when you have a tight window throw, like you've got to put some speed on it. And he was doing that and throwing it right on the money. Like he, he's good.
He he is good, man. That's that's three pretty good quarterbacks. I think Michigan's got yeah. right right now in the in the QB room. Another guy um, that I'm very intrigued by here, Scotty, is Alex Orgy, the true freshman yeah. dude. Th- this guy is an elite athlete. He is, dude. I mean, his like first snap of the game. He I thought it was gonna be a touchdown. So did Harbaugh. I saw a picture of him like with his arms up. But yeah, he's gonna be. He can run it. He's got a cannon too. Like he. He would kind of throw like he had some overthrows because you know he kind of kind of some Joe Milton like throws, but <laughs> I, I hope he'll be able to find the control because he's he's got an arm. Yeah, so we'll see what you know what they're able to do with him. I would imagine probably a redshirt season for him, given the guys uh, that are in front of him, and uh, if they can develop him, I, I think he's got talent. He might be a guy to keep an eye on in in a couple of years here. Dude, I totally agree. I was just thinking about that earlier today. Like, I could totally see him being a starter down the road. Um, and really, all the quarterbacks. Um, I mean, obviously, like, Cade really, like, he didn't have a t- – he threw the ball seven times. Um, like, we know Cade has talent. But all the other quarterbacks, Bowman had some really nice throws, too. He he put he gave one – I mean, the catch from Clemens was, was ridiculous. That was amazing. Um, but Bowman had a couple touchdown passes, like – Michigan's got a lot of talented quarterbacks. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Who else uh, impressed you from this spring game? I've got a few guys I, I'm thinking of here. Who did you like? Well, obviously there was Darius Clemens, the freshman, uh, the freshman wide receiver. Um, you know, I was particularly excited about him going into the game. Just, you know, knowing that he's capable of those plays and being able to see one um, in his like, in his first, you know, obviously it's a spring game, but his first game. Um, and I think, and he had, I think he had three catches for 52 yards. I want to say, but obviously the highlight touchdown, I mean, that impressed me laying out. That was a really good catch. So he was definitely one that stood out. Um, but also Sainer still on defense, man, he was really good in coverage and that was really good to see. Man, uh, Sander still made on the first possession. I think yep. it was third down, right? And, yep. and he read that vertical route beautifully and made an incredible play on the football. I think that could potentially be a major, major thing and a major storyline in addition to the defense here in 2022. Because when I, I look at it, he's got great instincts from what I could tell playing in the nickel. Um, and, and being able to cover guys, he, he obviously knows uh, the receiver position very well. So that that could be like almost a Trayvon Diggs thing, right? Like well, he went yeah. to Alabama as a wide receiver. Nick Saban, Nick Saban moved him to defensive back. So he's got the skills of a wide receiver and the mind of a wide receiver and now the skills of a defensive back using that to play against the wide receivers. I, I mean, it, it's obviously, you know, people can – Point whatever they want to Trayvon Diggs in the NFL and the amount of yards he gave up, but my goodness, he had 11 interceptions uh, in the NFL. That's not an easy thing to do. I think Mike Sanders still could make that transition, and I think that could be a major asset to this defense because, look, at the end of the day, man, the wide receiver room, Scotty, is unreal stacked. Uh, yep. You've got Ronnie Bell coming back. You've got Andrell Anthony. 
I think Darius Clemens is going to be a day one starter, given what we saw in the spring game and all the, the rumbling surrounding camp. Um, you've got Cornelius Johnson. You've got Roman Wilson. You've got A.J. Henning. At the end of the day, the wide receiver room is is unreal talented. And Mike Sanders still is a great talent as well. But if he is able to do that on the defensive side of the football, where maybe you feel like you might have a little bit of weakness, I mean, unre- it could be a major, major storyline if Michigan is successful here in this 2022 campaign. Yeah, dude. I mean, that would be huge. I was not expecting like, like, per- like that was, the, like you said, it was the first drive of the game, perfect coverage right away. And like you said, like literally you were just naming those wide receivers and I just like started smiling because I'm just so excited for that because that, 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 that wide receiver room is so talented. Um, but yeah, dude. And, and you know what else impressed me was Jermon Green. He, and, and specifically because last year, for example, in the Ohio State game, there were a lot of opportunities for Michigan to bury them win that game on long third downs and fourth downs and Michigan couldn't get the stop. And he had two key pass breakups. One was on a third and goal, and one was on a fourth and goal, both in the end zone. And he was in perfect coverage, got the stops, forced a kick, and, and forced a turnover on one of them. Like, being able to get those stops in those clutch situations, I feel like Michigan kind of didn't do last year at times. And seeing that was really big and stood out to me. Yeah, I'm also excited for a couple of other true freshmen on that side of the football, Will Johnson and Keon Sab. Uh, Will yep. Johnson, man. He made uh, he had great coverage on was it Blues first possession Mays's first possession I mean because he was on the blue team uh, when they were driving they had third down uh, and within striking distance of the end zone and um, Davis Warren threw it up I, I can't remember I think it was Cornelius Johnson maybe he was looking for uh, in the end zone and Will Johnson beautiful coverage Warren missed him threw it over the top but it probably would have been interception intercepted if, if Will Johnson if that ball was anywhere close I mean he's beautiful coverage and he's only going to get better as he gets into fall camp like these are early enrollee guys that you yeah. know Will Johnson and Keon Sabatarius Clements and I mean these are just early enrollee guys making plays out here in the spring game can't imagine what a full fall camp and a couple of probably you know. Uh, ease in games to this season when you take a look at the schedule are going to have uh, for these guys, man. So I, I think there's some serious true freshman day one contributors that are really going to help this team. Yeah, and dude, I mean, think about it. Like these guys are going up against guys that just won a Big Ten championship and went to the college football playoff. Like they're practicing against some of the best players in the country right now, one of the best teams in the country. And with with all the talent that Michigan lost a year ago, just being able to see some of these true freshmen just come in and like immediately stand out in the spring game is just like, that just makes me so confident going into the season that they're going to be able to pick up that slack that Michigan lost. Um, Cause Michigan, they lost a lot of talent last year. Yeah. Especially on the defensive side of the football. Look, the offensive side of the football, is, I, I think, is probably going to be okay. Uh, you know, because you, you're returning a, a, a ton of, uh, talent on the offensive line and bringing in an All-American center to, to replace the need. Um, and you, you've got two quarterbacks returning that got the most playing time last year. I mentioned the receiver room and then the running back room. Uh, Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards looked fantastic on Saturday. 
Yeah, and and dude, so did Tavier Dunlap, honestly. Yeah, I uh, mean, uh, and how about and then uh, Kalel Mullins? I, I mean, he yeah. could, he could be a guy that could get some carries as well. He's a big body; he can rumble. Uh, he's a linebacker as well. Uh, can we think of anyone that you know uh, maybe recently convert that you know was playing linebacker and then uh, went to running back and had some success? Uh, I, I I can think of maybe a guy named Hassan Haskins, but you know, maybe maybe. <laughs> So I wouldn't I mean, mind to have another one of those, right? I thought you know, uh, Kalel Mullins. He almost had the fumble down near the end zone, but I mean, he had a big run there uh, in that first half. I thought he looked pretty good. Corum, that injury is behind him, man. He was looking oh, yeah. explosive out there. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then Donovan Edwards is going to be a weapon. Scotty, yep. I mean, Dude, this guy everything. running, this guy running routes, catching the football. I mean, uh, he beat Nakai Hill Green on the sideline for that catch on that first possession, a beautiful ball from Davis Warren. He smoked him. I mean, dude, Donovan Edwards, I, if I'm Sharon Moore, right, I am probably thanking my lucky stars every night I go to sleep. I don't even know if Sharon Moore can sleep thinking of all the beautiful, creative ways he's going to be able to use Donovan Edwards here this year. Dude, seriously, I mean, he he had the big game against Maryland with other receivers. Like, he can catch. He obviously can run. And he can throw, dude. I mean, you can do so much with him. And, hey, I guess we can throw with Eric All, too. Dude. He threw a dime. Eric All dime. had one of the best throws of the spring game, man. He threw that. that he dropped that into, like, triple coverage. Like, just one little hole in the zone. And he just dropped that thing right in there, man. Dude, that was a beautiful pass. I I didn't I did he 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 used to be a quarterback recruit or, or was or am I thinking of someone else? Uh, I think I, I might be thinking of someone else. Okay, I, but I mean maybe he was I because know. that was a perfect throw. Or were you thinking of Zach Zen, Zach Gentry? Yes, I think I was. Okay, yes. but I mean shit, dude, Eric Gall, that was a perfect throw. So gorgeous, dude. Uh, yeah, I mean even got Darius Clemens throwing in the spring game as well. Yeah, I mean. I'm, I can't wait to see. Maybe maybe we'll have a lot of trick plays this year with all the talent, all the guys that can just do it all. Um, but, yeah, dude, I mean, the fact that Michigan, like, had Hassan Haskins and, or, and Blake Corum last year, and then now this year we get Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards, I mean, that's just incredible. Oh, my God, man. And the beauty of it is Sharon Moore, I mean, you know, with the blue team, was those trick plays they look good man and you know we saw it towards the end of last year I know Michigan was running the flea flicker early on and everything like that but Michigan got way more creative as the season went on I wouldn't be that surprised to see Michigan use a lot of that just in their base offense here this year just a lot of misdirection trick plays whatever dude because they've just got playmakers all over the field At the end of the day, what is the point of football, right? It's to move the football down the field and to score. I don't care how you get it done, whether it's trick plays, whether it's pounding the rock, whether it's a combination of all of uh, everything. Give me it. Give me all of it. Yep. And I think Michigan is going to have a good, healthy mix of it all. And yeah, dude, the flea flicker worked so well. I mean, the touchdown pass against Wisconsin uh, worked for a big chunk play against Ohio State. I want to see more of the trick plays on the on the kick returns like that one against Maryland. And, oh, my gosh, dude. I mean, there's just so much that they can do with who they have on the field. Like, Don, oh, my gosh, dude, Donovan Edwards, I can't wait. I just can't wait for the season, honestly. Like, that's the, that's the one tough thing about the spring game is, like, you get that taste. And, like, I'm always just waiting all year for football to come. 
and you get that taste and then it goes away for like four more months. Like I just, I just, I'm ready for the season now. Yeah, absolutely. And then obviously the big question mark, right, is, is amongst the defensive line. Um, I don't know how much, so this is the one aspect of the spring game that I'm not a hundred percent sure on, right? Because I, I thought at times the defensive line did a great job of, of clogging holes against some good offensive linemen, but also mix and matched offensive linemen, you know, between the teams, you weren't really, you, you weren't allowed to hit Cade McNamara. He took a air quote sack, uh, early yeah. on in, in the first quarter. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I can't really judge that the one aspect of this game, I really, I'm not taking a whole lot away from is the defensive line play. I need to see it against a full starting offensive line unit in a game situation, though I think the concerns might be a little overstated. At the end of the day, you know, J- uh, Jim Harbaugh, he loves his guys. He, he thinks the defensive line is going to be just fine. I think Taylor Shaw uh, could be an absolute stud here this year you know you've got Mozzie Smith anchoring it Mike Morris is going to be good I've heard we've heard great things about Mike Morris so I don't know I I think it could be a a little overstated I I think the defensive line while it's not going to be last year because you know before uh, David Ajabo uh, tore his Achilles or ruptured his Achilles um, Michigan was going to have probably two top 10 edge picks you know in the NFL draft you're not going to replace that it's almost impossible but I, I think the, the concerns amongst that front four might be a little overstated. Yeah, I mean, it was it, – you're right. It's really hard to tell. I mean, they, they – yeah, they, there were some big runs. They also had some good stops. They got some pressure. Um, but, yeah, like you said, like they're mixed, they're mixed and match. It's tough to tell. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think that one, one thing – that these guys have is that they did play most of them except for like, unless they're a true freshman, they played last year, you know, with Aiden Hutchinson and David Ojabo. And so they still saw, you know, how these guys played. They had great leaders. So, you know, that those guys were grooming them all year. Like they know that their time is going to come. Um, and Elston was kind of saying the same thing. Like you're not going to replace those two guys. They just have to be their own players. Like we know that these guys have talent. They wouldn't be here if they didn't. Um, so, you know, they're just going to, they're not going to be Aiden Hutchinson or David Ojabo. They're going to be Chris Jenkins or Mozzie Smith. Like they're going to be their own guys, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think I, I there's not going to be as much of a transition. Obviously I think Jesse Minter, uh, he's a different guy than Mike McDonald, but pretty much the same scheme. And that's the reason Jesse Minter was hired as the defensive coordinator. So I think that's going to play a big part into it as well, that these guys can just pick up where they left off a year ago and working and filling in obviously with guys like Hutchinson and Ajabo, but watching those guys and be able to study them and what they were able to do, I think is going to have a big impact as well. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think one thing that's going to be huge like obviously you lose Hutch and, and Jabo on, on the field, but I mean, just hearing how the team talked about specifically Aiden Hutchinson as a leader last year, I mean, like he had the, he had everybody doing extra stuff, like being in the weight room every day, like somebody has to pick up that kind of slack in the leadership role and, you know, be that kind of guy that pushes the whole team because, Coach-led teams can be good, but it's the player-led teams that are great. Well, and here's the thing, and I was actually thinking about this today. I think that that is something that may be of – I don't I don't want to say it's concerning or anything like that. I think that's, that's a word that would make it a little hyperbolic, but 
you're losing a massive two massive leaders in mm-hmm. Aiden Hutchinson's Aiden Hutchinson and Hassan Haskins. And we kind of saw it firsthand going back to 2006, 2007 when, you know, Michigan was coming off a great 2006 season, obviously ended, you know, not so great with the loss to Columbus in the game of the year, but uh, or game of the century, they, they dubbed it, you know. But after that year, Michigan was obviously returning a ton of talent, right? You, you were returning Chad Henney, um, you were returning Jake Long, you were returning Mike Hart, and, and all of a sudden, you know, they're starting top five, they lose to App State. What happened? And hearing the stories, you know, from f- kind of a few years down the road, is they lost a guy like Lamar Woodley, you know, and some of the senior leaders on that year from or on the team from 2006, and there was kind of a leadership vacancy on that 2007 squad that they didn't have that same attitude. I'm not saying that that is going to happen here with the 2022 squad, but it's also something to keep in the back of the mind. Who is going to step up? Obviously, Cade McNamara, you know, might be a guy, but what if he loses out that job? to J.J. McCarthy. Where is the leadership going to come from on this team? Because that's what it was last year. It was a player-led team at the end of the day. You know, every all of those guys holding each other accountable. They need to have that here this year. And if they have that, they can be special. The question is, where is it going to come from? Right, and, it, and it's so hard to emulate what Hutch did. I mean, like, just from the things that I heard, like, I'm not, dude, anything that dude tells me to do, I'm doing it, like... You know, he, you can just tell how good of a leader he is. And, and, you know, you said if, if Cade loses that, that job to JJ, JJ seems like he's the type of player that, that could be a leader. He, do, he like does sound like he's a heck of a leader as well. Dude, like you can just tell, I, he, I got, unfortunately only got him up at the press conferences once last fall. But I mean, people were just asking him questions for literally like 30 minutes because it was just like so fun to talk to him. And like, he definitely seems like he's going to be, one of those players. I mean, even last year, like he wasn't the starting quarterback, but you could tell like he was leading people. He, he was leading those, um, those workouts on the field, like right when they got back from Wisconsin. Um, so he's, he's definitely a player that can, that can pick up some of that slack. Like even if he doesn't win the starting job, like he's, he's a good leader. He's a natural leader. Yeah, uh, I agree. I think there's going to be some leadership on that team. It's just going to be a matter of stepping up and doing it you know, at the, at the end of the day. So uh, th- this team definitely has a chance to be special once again, man. It, they are loaded with talent, and we saw it all out there on the spring game on Saturday. Dude, they really are. I mean, like like you said, especially on offense, and I just, I just cannot wait for this season. It cannot get here soon enough. You got any final takeaways on the spring game here, Scotty? Um, I, I don't think so. I think I, I think I mostly got all my thoughts out there. All righty, so uh, real quick, also coming up here this week, we're going to transition to hockey. Michigan in the Frozen Four, taking on Denver in the semifinal. If they win, they will play the winner of Minnesota State, Mankato, and Minnesota. So Michigan, they're here. They made it to the Frozen Four. I mean, we knew coming into this year, Scotty, that this team was uber talented. Four of the top five draft picks in the NHL draft on this Michigan team. They could put up goals with the best of them at times. You know, out on the blue line, things are a little bit dicey uh, for this team at times. You know, uh, obviously gave up some goals to, to Quinnipiac that when you already had kind of had the game in hand, had to throw a couple in late to make that score a little bit better. You know, we've, we've seen that with this team here this year, but they are the favorite to win the national championship. Uh, you know, it's been a fun team to watch all year, Scotty. And, uh, you know, what are you thinking about when you, when you think Frozen Four here? 
I'm excited, man. I mean, this, I, I got, I got to go to, I live right by Yost. So I was able to go to a lot of games this year. Um, and man, that is a fun team to watch. Um, I, I got to go to a couple of the Michigan state games specifically. Um, and they beat them like seven to zero. It's hilarious. Um, <laughs> but yeah, dude, I'm excited to watch this. Like, I mean, four out of the top five, like that is ridiculous. Like that doesn't happen. Um, and you know, it's crazy though. Like the expectations are just so high. Like the season kind of seems like a disappointment if they don't win the national championship, which is just insane. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what a squad this is obviously for Mel Pearson uh, in, in company, but I, I feel like, yeah, if they don't win a national title here, Scotty, and I, I mean, it seems crazy with, with the amount of pressure, but with the stacked roster that you have, I, you know, hockey's a weird sport. Anything can happen, but Michigan's got to go win this thing, man. Oh, yeah, dude. And I like their chances, man. Like, they, they are a crazy good team. They're so fun to watch. Um, and I was, I, was, I was really hoping to be able to go to this. Um, but unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to because I have class. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they're the favorites. They, they got to go out and take care of business. I, I don't know if you, uh, if you remember the national championship when they played Minnesota Duluth, um, where they got like two goals called back. Uh, I remember watching, I was very young, but I, I still think about that game and I, I want that taste out of my mouth. And so they need to get this natty. Yeah, well, that was what, 2016, 2017, something like that? I think it was like 2012 or something. Okay. They made the Frozen Four. Was in that, oh, that was a Frozen, yeah, that was Frozen Four yeah. that I'm thinking of. Yeah. And I think they lost to Notre Dame. Yes, on that's the right. Last yep. goal that that's was right. Upsetting as well. Yeah. Um, so, interesting matchup here with Denver um, because the NCHC, crazy good hockey conference here this year. Denver tied with North Dakota uh, at the top of the standings in points here in the regular season. It's a very good Denver team that's played a grueling schedule. Uh, they are battle-tested. This is not going to be an easy semifinal game for, for Michigan. They are favored in the game, but Denver can surprise you. There's no I don't even know if it's a, if it's a surprise. They were the regular season champions of the NCHC, which put five teams out of 16 in the NCAA tournament. Uh, and then on the flip side of that, you've got a Minnesota team that you battled in the Big Ten uh, with all year. And then you've got Minnesota State, who was number one uh, this year uh, for quite a bit of the year, number one in the pairwise for quite a bit of the year. Um, and they've got may probably the Richter winner, maybe the Hobie Baker winner uh, in Dryden McKay in net. And I would love to see this Michigan offense go up against that defense and in particular Dryden McKay in the national championship game, man. That would be awesome. Dude, that would be so fun to watch. Um, yeah, I mean, I felt like in the first two rounds, like Michigan seemed like they were, were overpowering their opponents. Obviously in that round two game, things got a little close at the end. But I mean, they went into that third period of four to zero. But now, like you said, dude, like these are three really good hockey teams that are right up there with Michigan. Like they they can't have another instance like that in the third period where they fall asleep and give up three quick goals like that or, or they will get knocked out of this tournament. That kind of thing can't happen against teams like Denver, Minnesota, Minnesota State. Um, and that's that's the funny thing about hockey, too, dude. It's like these schools that you never heard of are just like insanely good for some reason, you know? Yeah, um, and obviously I've I've heard of them. So you know I'm up here in Marquette, and uh, we we've got Northern Michigan here. They play in the same conference as Minnesota State, uh, so they've been in the the thorn of uh, the WCHA side in years past. Now this year the CCHA, 
um, you know, for Denver, I mean, they've got a great tradition uh, in, in the past, not like, you know, Minnesota, but uh, great tradition uh, in the past, formerly of the WCHA, uh, now in the NCHC, and they've got great, great hockey tradition uh, out in Denver, you know, out west, which is, you know, don't really think of it. Of course, you had the Avs uh, for quite a few years, uh, you know, at, at the top of their game. The Red Wing fans know all about that. But, uh, no, man, it, it's a great fours and four. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, no question about it. The interesting thing is Michigan was playing incredible hockey. Like, they were scoring goals at will uh, in those first two games. Now you've got two weeks off, Scotty, uh, between, you know, y- your regional final there in the Frozen Four coming up on Thursday. Yeah, dude, I don't know how I feel about that. I I kind of thought that it should have been this past weekend, the Frozen Four National Championship. Um, and I don't. I don't remember. Do they do they do that every single year? Yes, they do because they are not going to compete with men's basketball. Yeah, that is that is a good point. Um, Yeah, that's dude. That's tricky. I mean, it kind of kind of reminds me of like when the Tigers sweep in the ALCS and then get swept in the in the uh, World Series because they have such a long break. Like that is that's definitely one concern that I have. Um, But I mean, with the talent on this team, I mean, you just got to think like they're going to come ready to go. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But it's just there's always a little rust to knock off, you know, and it's a five o'clock start on Thursday, yeah. by the way, which is a, it feels so weird for a frozen four game. Yeah, I guess I guess the one good thing, too, is, you know, all of these teams are on the same schedule. Like yeah. they've also had two weeks off, um, so everyone's going to be in the same boat. There will be a little bit of rust to knock off in the beginning, um, but, you know, I think they'll pick things up quickly. Looking forward to it. Hopefully, uh, this time next week, we're talking uh, Michigan national champions. I would love to to end my Michigan college career by seeing a Michigan hockey national championship. What a way to go out that would be. God, that would be sick. So, we'll see what happens, and we'll be talking about it next week here on the show. Scotty, where can we find you on social media? You guys can give me a follow on Twitter at Scotty White underscore covering the baseball season right now as, uh, as that starts to get into full swing. Uh, so, yeah, you can give me a follow there. Twitter at Scotty White underscore. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Garrity, L-U-K-E-G-H-I-A-R-D-I. Follow the Maze and Brew page on there as well at Maze and Brew. Please subscribe, rate, leave a review uh, for our shows. We appreciate the feedback. We appreciate the support as well. Uh, we Wherever you get your shows, man, we're everywhere, and we've got a lot of great content, a lot of great shows uh, here on the Maze and Brew Podcast Network. So for Scotty White, I'm Luke Garrity, and we'll see you next week on Brewcast.